welcome to ADB Radio, which you learn direct from Greenpoint in Brooklyn. Uh, we are here with Colin, Chris, John, and Hugh. Hello. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what ADV is. Uh, you know, people don't really understand. They don't know what it is. People don't know what they have seen about. my awesome cycling cap, and they've never heard of ADV. They may never have heard of bicycles. Right, yeah, I mean, let's just possible. But back up to that. Do you think? I mean, it's a bunch of people that likes riding their bikes places, <laughs> not just commuting to work, but like taking trips. Generally, smaller trips, but like taking trips. Weekenders. Weekenders, yeah. Yeah. Pack your stuff, as in your camping gear, on your bike, and you go and you sleep outside, and you make friends, and eat food, and that's it. It's very simple. Drink a little bit. Gen- uh, generally, yeah. for those people? You don't, have, you don't have to. You don't, you don't have, have to. to yeah. No. There's people who do not partake in the beer. There drinking. are a few. Yeah. Some people smoke weed. Yeah, it's true. Mm. It's true. The PG, PG 14, 13. PG, it's legal here now, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, we should point that. Nobody under 21. Anyway. Anyway, on. it's a cycling group uh, that focuses on... It's a really on, good cycling group. Yeah, that, yeah. That, uh, the main focus is... It's not just like a cycling club. No, it's not a cycling club. Where you're club. and no, go on a Sunday ride. It's on. not that at all, although that's... Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not that. It's mostly about short travels on bikes and you know there's all kinds of arms and different interests. I would say it's as much it's as much like a cycling club as it is a camping club right like it's camping a, is a big part of it's it. an outdoor yeah. club yeah we sometimes yeah. we do our little glamping we might stay in a motel or a yurt but mm-hmm. I think most of the time you gotta you gotta camp outside well, we might have a sauna oh my god <laughs> sauna mobile sauna hit up red hot sauna on Instagram one of our members Built a sauna in the back of an ambulance. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's and we sweated it. That's an episode in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. It's not a current working ambulance. It's an so, amb- it's a former ambulance. So sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it so, is sometimes special. we glamp and other times we're mostly camping out under the stars. Half uh, legally, half illegally, half no, that's the third. So it's really about like NYCD, a NYCD, NYC ADV is really about escaping New York, right? That's kind of the thing. Yeah, the whole goal is to hop on your bike and ride out of the city and yeah. feel the empowerment of you getting to where you're going to get into. And Especially in the summer. It's so lovely. Yeah. The wonderful thing about New York for me is that there's millions and millions of people here. The terrible thing about New York is that people really terrible at socializing with each other and actually meeting new people and this is a great way to meet other people that live in new york but also want to get outside and into the countryside around new york i want to point that out though is that new york city probably has the best opportunity to do the stuff that we do definitely we have actually a bunch of nature and state parks and campsites beaches and beaches really close nearby to go do adventure bikepacking cycling nearby and there's trains everywhere that takes you a bit farther and so you can go 400 miles away yeah. no problem I, I think there's something nice about the kind of people that want to do this though like everyone's always so positive and so kind of communal community focused when we're doing this like you get a flat tire and there's 20 people around you helping fix it right unless that's so or owen yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're the Red Lantern and you you didn't bring it. Red Lantern has to fix their own. Yes, that is that is true. I mean, but I do think that is the 
the secret sauce of this group uh, is is the proximity right. of all these things that you, you just wouldn't expect to be so close to a place like New York. There's no one moaning that their legs are hurting. I mean, they're moaning that their legs are hurting. Well, there's hurting, you. Like, Everyone moans that they're mostly moaning that their knees hurt, John A. Right, but it's not like it's, it's a fun thing. Right, it's like it's super fun. you enjoy the pain because you get there and then you. Well, I find it fun. Some people find it type two fun, which I believe right. is the kind of fun that is fun in hindsight, but not at the time. I've heard that been said, but I definitely find it fun at the time. Type, type one, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't buy the whole type two thing. And maybe no. after six, anything after sixty miles is is not that. After it's sixty miles is when, when it sucks. That's just when you get warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have to uh, um, sort of focus the conversation here. Chris and Colin are 120, 130 mile riders. Chris or, and Colin. Sorry, Chris and Hugh. Hey, well, I mean, hey, I've done 200. Would you do 200 tomorrow? No. No, but these two would, right? That's true. In a, in a pinch. Yeah, so differences in styles and rides. Yeah, we have a bunch of different type of people, though. We have fast... Mm. That's uh, people yeah. like you, and we have people who just like smell the butterflies and like take their <laughs> sweet ass time to get to camp. Oh, this is important, though. Like this is right. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah you're never really styles. gonna get left behind on an ADV ride. You never do. There's never been a person who's left behind unless they got lost in themselves. Except that so on. a friendly Russian <laughs> ready to fix your tire at the back. Ah, That's true. Oh, Good old Alex. Alex, Alex. Alex is a hero. He's... He helped me when my cassette fell off my bike, oh, and that has. That has happened to, to me. I didn't know it was possible. But your cassette, cassette, cassette yeah. fell off my bike. Oh, mechanical. That's what happens when you pay $100 for someone to build you a bicycle instead of doing it yourself. Um, um, good. Great. But, but yeah, all, all, all speeds, all types, all kinds of people that want to ride their bikes out of the city, wow. make friends and go camping. The other fun thing is it's all types of bikes. Like most people think like, I, I need to buy that. all the gear. Yeah. I need to buy all the gear. I need to buy the $2,000 bike that's meant for touring and loaded stuff. And you don't need to do that. People just like show uh, up and- Olga. Olga Tell is, the Olga story. I love Olga. Olga shows up with the beater. Just a beater <laughs> of a bike. It was rusty. It was rusty. The whole thing was rusted. She had the lightest rack and that could hold up weight at all. And she put her sleeping bag, her tent, and a plastic black trash bag and bungeed it to the back. Wasn't it gaffer taped? It might have been taped. I think she taped it a little bit to keep it from flopping around. Don't knock trash bags. We got to talk about some trolley one day. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, she rode with us, and this is the first trip she's ever done. And you expect this person to be like, I fucking hate this. I'm done. Or not even make it. She made it, and she's been on every single trip pretty much since then. For the last what I love is that there are an infinite number of combinations of bike packing gear and way and gear and ways of putting it onto your bike, and every single individuals is different, and everyone expresses themselves with their shit in a different way. Yeah, and that's kind of. It fun. is quite. It is like an expression of sort of who you are, how you set your bike up, and all the little bags and the brands and stuff you use. Th that's the amazing thing about bikes and the kind of chili oil you bring. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what you cook at the campsite. Oh my god, yeah. So but it, it shows the diversity and the uniqueness of each person compared to like other modes of transportation like a car, it looks like every other goddamn car. But you look at a bike, you know exactly whose bike that is because it's such a trademark stamp of who they are. Even if yeah. they have multiple bikes, you're like, this is this person's yeah. vehicle, and it's so 
personal, but we have such a diverse group. Everybody's so different. It's not cookie cutter at all. And when people show up, they show up with, in the beginning, with whatever they got. They do it. They have fun. And a lot of times, like 90% of the time, they always come back. They come back yeah. for another trip or so, and they either bring what they have or they improve themselves, knowing what to pack and what not to pack. You know, maybe get into it enough to buy, spend more of their hard-earned cash yeah. on something ridiculous. It does um, get expensive over time, doesn't it? It gets expensive very quickly, not over time, very <laughs> quickly. But it, you can do it's it a super pool, cheap. Yeah, it's a pool that you can choose. I spent my first year camping with ADV in a tent that cost $40 from Walmart. Yeah, It's yeah. definitely doable. Yeah, you can do like, it super cheap. And this whole like community bike build that we're doing right now, like that's gonna, I think that's going to change the entry game for a lot of people. We bought, a, we bought an old Trek mountain bike, which is perfect for this type of stuff. Like $40. We're going to fix it up, probably put another 40 50 bucks of just whoever in the club wants to donate and help. And we have a bike that somebody can borrow. You have my $40 tent if you want. Let's, let's bike pack it up. Figure let's get it set up with the whole thing. There is a point yeah, there, right? Like if you, are, if you are nice enough and... You know, you join the Slack and you're friendly enough. There's probably enough gear out there and enough like spare bikes out there for you to come on your first ride, pretty much for free and borrow shit. Like <laughs> there definitely will be after, after this. Yeah. Let's talk about the the origin of the group. You guys posted about a ride or talked about a ride on Facebook or Meetup. I can't remember how, and I saw it and I wanted to get into this. I wanted to get this, but I didn't know how. And I was building up a bicycle for this purpose. You guys were like, we're going to go out in the exactly, middle of March exactly. at this date. And I was like, I need to go. So I rushed my build. And like a month before, I had my parents send out my old camping gear from when I was 12 in Boy Scouts. <laughs> Grabbed all that crap, shoved it on the bike in whatever fashion I could do it. Most heaviest damn thing I've ever ridden. And went out with you guys. You're, I trying, met you're you. trying to bike that you ride? No. Right? Yeah, but the gear and stuff. <laughs> so I made up with you guys. Oh, I remember you show up with the, the shellac. Uh, bar tech. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Wait, when was the first ride? What date? March. March 2016. That's chilly. It, 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 was, it, it was a warm. bizarrely warm mm. yeah. weekend. Mm. Yeah. But we, we started doing things that are, I think are now very, tra like our tradition now, because we've been doing it for the last three to four years. Tradition stated, like, when we were going up, we stopped in one of the places and we got like a small pint of whiskey and then we went last 10 miles away which is then all uphill, we stopped to get, like, a 24-pack of beer and brought it with us up the hill. Right, which, which at that time, George uh, George and Bert, I think, carried it. Carried it all. Bert was Str we, Strongest. Yeah, Bert, which we haven't talked about at all, was sick, and we just Ooh. picked his random ass up. Um, he just kind of, like, showed up the day before the trip. As well as uh, Anna. Anna was this right. new, new this woman who was new to New York City and met up with Dave to make sure we weren't rapists and killers, and said, "You're okay," <laughs> and then just decided to go out with uh, four, five random dudes to the state park, and then we had a fantastic time. Took a lot of pictures, and then the next day we went down, which is another tradition is. Sunday morning, going to a diner and having diner breakfast. Mm. 
which yeah, is that's it, the best oh it's the best so was that your first experience <laughs> of <laughs> bike touring that like with the, tenting and was absolutely biking. first time i had wow. that much gear on the bike i always thought it I was the newbie, but I was touring way before you. You guys were new, yeah. <laughs> you, both of you, I think we, I both think of you guys were not bike touring, but I've always been a like camp, camping dude. Yeah, I mean, I've done that, but I mean, like, with a bike was a different thing entirely. Like in the in the UK, I'd be camping every weekend in the summer. It's just when I connected bikes and camping, it became so much more. That's fun. I think that's the key, isn't it? When you like realize you can tie all that thing to your bike and go three times the distance. I think I came on the second trip. I. I uh, I came with Owen. I remember getting on the train and I sat next to Alex and Myro. Right? Alex on the trip. Alex, me, me, Alex, Myro, and, and Owen. Oh wow! And then everyone else. Great from, first uh, 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 group. Uh, that was yeah. not. That was not the. That was our third trip. That was to the Shawnagongs. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So I missed the. Se- I missed the the second one as well. It was to Fonstock. Yeah. Fonstock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that was a proper crew. That was Myro's first. That was Alex's first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex brought... So Alex found us on Meetup. Because Alex went to the second Myro. one, right? Or, yes. Yeah. yeah. Alex found us on Meetup. Without and then ended up bringing Myro. Myro I, you know. I just... I just... I've never seen so much whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was epic. I remember we, we were literally... There was like... <laughs> eight 12 of us? 12, eight, eight, eight or 12 of us yeah, sat 12. around a picnic table. And there was a point where literally everyone turned around and said... Oh, I brought this like liter of whiskey. A fifth. Everyone brought a fifth of whiskey. Brought a fifth of whiskey. <laughs> and we've got this great photo of like everyone sat around this table just so drunk. Like it was brilliant. After riding a bike for a day and being around a fire, there's nothing better than a glass of whiskey. After riding a bike for a day and sleeping by a fire, there's nothing worse than waking up to a whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> but but like that trip was amazing because there were so many different unintentional routes we all I, took together. I got lost. So, <sighs> so Myro and Colin and Eva... Yes. Uh, oh, my God. It just, like... Got so lost. It made me love the group so much. Wh- which the, part? That those three had spent, <laughs> had spent, like, three hours bushwhacking yeah. through the forest. Through fucking carriage And still trails. turned up smiling and laughing but and i just thought the like pictures, these, we turned up these are the kind of people i need in my the life pictures that <laughs> eva took with like you and myra looking at a map and pointing it so oh, it was me so and, stereotypical like, me two and him were, like oh we got this and she's just like hanging out it was we were really arguing amazing. which direction to go because i of course honestly, you myra can't read a map like, so dudes at- <laughs> <laughs> we were doing that <laughs> and then we find our way back and we we're like trying to get to camp and we end up fucking like 50 feet above you guys with the other plateau and we looked out and you guys are at the the scenic view and we're above you and we're like hey that was, that was funny was, how did you get up there <laughs> yeah yeah you all beat us and that, that was great but that was that was so amazing it was a good ride wow that was a great third what what year would that have been 2016 that was 2016 that was the summer of 2016 yeah still spring that was like that would have been april or june I think, May, it would have, I think it was May. If we did it monthly, which we may not, it would have yeah, been May. April, May. Yeah, it would be May. Ago, I like think now. Yeah. yeah. And I joined in around the, my first trip in the September. What was your first trip? I think. Mine was Tia Tori. Wait, were you 2016 as well? Tia in Harriman. Oh, yeah. So. That would have been. Yeah, it was 2016. Because yeah, I was. I'd, just moved, I'd moved here in January 2016. It had been I, June. Yeah. It would have been June, because yeah. it's... I feel like you didn't show up until 2017. Uh, oh, I moved here Because we definitely met you at Greenpoint Beer and Ale. 
social. Yes. We weren't doing that uh, in 2016. Right. Let me revert right. to my Instagram. Maybe yeah. it was. Yeah. I don't think. But you... I remember your trip. So we started to do something to coincide with Adventure Cycling Association's like June bike to the park or something, bike overnight weekend, and we planned one to Harriman and got this guy to come along. You're quite right. It was June 2017. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Don't know what I was doing my first year in New York. But you, you didn't get the pleasure of going to the ADV clubhouse. You went to the other part of Harriman. I did. I went to the dark side of Harriman. Dark side. So, the ADV clubhouse that everyone keeps referring to is this secret, Super amazing secret. spot we have in Harriman that you may actually get to see if you ever join a ride. Yeah. But it's a secret. So yeah. don't expect us to tell you exactly where I mean, it is. We don't really put a proper map up for those rides, so people don't know actually where it is. We blindfold you as you ride up the hill. Well. And if you tell anyone where it is, we kill you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's on our roots. <laughs> it is on our roots. It's, it's like, not that much of a secret. It's like, have you seen the movie The Beach? Have you seen the movie The Beach? If we draw you a map of it, we'll kill it. For me, it is paradise. It's 50 miles away from New York, from Manhattan, and you're then sat next to a lake with no one, no noise. That has a beach. Let's talk about the two routes to get there, because that's amazing. Ah, you got yeah. That was a game changer. Route? down 9w which was what we started early on mm-hmm. it's rough and you ride through well a lot of people are from brooklyn or manhattan or queens and so you ride through manhattan up through harlem across the george washington bridge which is an epic view and a wonderful like i'm home and other i'm getting the fuck out of here like feeling and then you ride on mm-hmm. 9w which is a roadie cycling paradise and go through small towns along the hudson and stuff and then you start climbing up you know, into the state park. That is a vicious climb as well. I remember my first time doing that. And I brought the kitchen sink with me because I didn't know uh, what the crowd was going to be like. And it is a heavy, heavy climb. That's a great thing. What did you bring on your first tour? That's a a great detour next. Everything. I remember that. That's probably goes to. But I remember that the (laughs) first time we go that route and go up to Harriman on the first trip, I eventually was, I was, just strolling it up at my granny gear and I see Anna get off her bike and start walking and Dave and they're catching up me <laughs> and so I get off my bike and start walking only Chris and George actually clear it and Bert yeah and even Bert so we Did started going pe- towing bike with you yeah. No. So we started going that route more often and the next trip I was like I'm going to clear it I'm going to clear it and then since then I've always cleared it do you know, I, since that first time I rode it on my road bike, laid him down, I've never had the opportunity to ride it again. It's a vicious grade. I have never yeah. done that. It's a very It is a very typical places. northeast I, grade. I do remember I cycled up there with one of my that was on a different ride that wasn't Lady B, but he had like really massive panniers on the back, <laughs> and he really? was going. So slowly that he actually fell backwards <laughs> <laughs> and just fell because he was clipped in. It was such a funny sight. Yeah. Oh my god. That's... Yeah, that's rough. But it's that's it's so ride. close, and that's the steep section. But lovely riding along the water and some mm. bikeways and trails and stuff. Yeah. So so the, the, those two paths, there's not a bad one there because you like you said, you get to go through those towns like Piermont and Nyack. They're beautiful. Great places to eat, hang, rest. Yeah, they're they're really nice. The other one, 
which I didn't like the first time, but which I credit John. Growing on me is growing on uh, me. Has grown on me, um, which you brought to my attention and insisted on doing over and over and over, um, is through Slotsport. Tell us, John, about the first time we tried that Jersey route. Golly, I think I just Google Maps the fastest route to get there. It was a night ride. Yeah. And it was you, was me, it? and I... Owen. <laughs> I'm not sure that was the first time it I was. did it. Was it? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I do remember that night because I think we were... There's, I mean, it's a really nice ride because it goes kind of through sort of the back streets of Jersey. Jersey? New Jersey? Yeah. Is New that what Jersey. it's called? Jersey? Yeah. Jersey. Jersey. And like, it's, you know, never, Jersey's, it's never rural. Jersey's not exactly the uh, the most scenic place to ride through. But nah, that part's not. That, that part's not. Hugh and I have seen a different Jersey. We okay, saw a different Jersey the other weekend. But this route that we have, it kind of take, it takes you through the, the back routes of Jersey and uh, there's not too many cars, which is great. And then you get to this lovely bike path which is fantastic because it kind of glides around this little river and takes you along. Saddle River Park. Saddle River Park. Um, we did it in the dark the first time. There were deer everywhere. There were deer everywhere. And then uh, there were... That's a bad. There was like a, a high school was kid. Great. It was beautiful. Drunk it, party. Yeah. There was a couple having a, a, a quickie under a bridge. Really? They were very, very yeah. surprised to like see... It was like driving through an American three, three cyclists appear with their headlamps on and surprise them. Um, and then you they come out the other end under a bridge, if I remember right. I don't know. I said a quickie. Oh right, okay. I didn't listen, so I got distracted. <laughs> yeah, I was so... lost in memories of sex <laughs> under bridges. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of those for you, I'm sure. <laughs> bridges, yes. <laughs> All right. So um, enough about that. You come out the other end of this rail trail. Oh, yeah? A rail trail? No, it's not even a rail it's trail, not, is it? It's, it's just, just a, a river, riverside trail. trail. It's, a, it's, it's probably park. like. I don't know, six or seven miles of like nice little windy bits. And then you come out the other end and uh-huh. golly, where do you go? You you, you, have to you run keep going up through and then you get to a really not that town. To a dodgy ass town. Yeah. So, I think my point was what, it's, it's what like, is that what is that town that's right there? We went to the coffee shop last time. The coffee shop's really nice. The one that's on the edge of Saddle River Park. Yes, but the town. It's not Ridgewood. Or is it Ridgewood? It could be Ridgewood, yeah. Maybe it's anyway, it's, it's, it's nice if you, if you want to break. There, there's a very cute town center. Um, and if you just want to carry on, well, then you carry on. But it's, it's basically suburban roads right. for quite a right. stretch. So there's a good load of suburban roads. Like, it's very, very um, easy and a nice, easy ride until you get to about 10 miles away from Harriman State Park, where it then turns into riding on the highway right <laughs> well they're, they're, it's a pretty i mean it's highway. it's a time pike but it's pretty scary you have like maybe a, a foot or two of shoulder so, and at some point the shoulder just kind of disappears um, like for a for a novice rider it's, you'd be that's, pr- you'd that's, probably that's the exact spot where very, very night scared. owen on our first effort <laughs> on this mission owen got a flat tire on Didn't the shoulder two of flat the highway. That sucks. Oh, no, and it was it, just one, it wasn't sucked. it? It was just one. It was just one. And, um, it wasn't in, in the worst spot. That was where John had a sense of humour failure and started to have a go at Seriously? Owen for getting a flat tyre, which I thought was an interesting way of dealing with a flat tyre situation, <laughs> is shout at the person whose tyre it is. I mean, you should have had puncture-resistant tyres, right? Um, but we fixed that. I never that. shouted at him. We fixed that. Okay. You're remembering it wrong. <laughs> 
would never shower before Odin. Anyway, it's true that that stretch of road uh, is sketchy for the uninitiated. Yeah. But it is short. And there is a background that's being discovered, um, which I've yet to explore. Well, also, and the best part is that when you get to the end of that sketchy road, there's a train station. So if you only want to go, like, ten miles... The best bit about the end of that sketchy road is you get to Slotesburg, and there's a really good beer spot there. Yeah. yeah. So, I, and I mean, that's... Honestly, like, that is really... That's what really, like, sold that route for me, I think. It's the fact that you, you can do this ride, and it's a very easy... 40-something mile ride. Then you end up in Slotesburg. You're seven miles out from the campsite, and you've got, you know, a nice deli and convenience store there for, you know, supplies for camping. And then there's Seven Lake Station, which is a, a great little brewery. Like, Slotesburg is a, is a perfect little launching spot for that and a, and a great spot to land after, you know, 40-whatever miles. Yeah, it's... But like I said, there's a, there's a train station for bailouts for people who want to either take the train there and then start biking or on, like, we've actually, the last two times we try to come back or do that trip, it's poured rain, freezing rain at like 34 degrees rain, Oof. both times in December and February when we try to do it. And we all, everybody pretty much had to bail at that train station on the way back the next day because it didn't rain Saturday but it rained all day sa- Sunday and it allowed us to get the heck out of there and it was great because you would take a, basically a seven mile trip down Jeez. without pedaling pedaling like down the hill in the freezing rain soaked Sad and you end up at this freezing rain can't be that much fun can I tell you it's what? It's not fun, but you need to get a diner and some coffee. Some of my favorite experiences of Harriman at that same campsite have been in the winter when there's snow on the ground. And I think that... Crunchy snow. Crunchy snow. Crunchy Waking snow. up to like a so frozen nice. morning. Wet, so, wet snow. So wet nice. snow when you get there and it's a pain. But then crunchy, you wake up hard in the morning snow in the morning. And, and, you can, and you walk you across walk, the top of it. And you see your footprints. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. You're Adverse at, like, weather makes for better stories. Like, Heron... I don't know. I, my perspective on like camping in the winter really changed over the last couple of years. Harriman is is great because well, in the winter there's almost always snow there, so you've got water at your disposal. But there's always, I don't know what kind of grass or weed or whatever it is, but there's always like those long reed like leaf things that's great for tender for starting fire. fire. Yeah. Um, so it's super convenient for starting fires, but also for water. The, the one thing that Harriman does not have, which I had to experience for the first time, is a toilet. And it does. It's just, just a little bit messed up. I've never used that one. What toilet? I had to... There's, there's a smashed up toilet. Have you not seen the I'm, smashed up toilet? I've no, seen no, the building. I've never one. been in it. Yeah. It's no. a bit Blair Witch Project for me to <laughs> want to go in I there. I went in there. It's no, really don't weird. Do that. Well, you also don't want to use that facility. Like, actually, I didn't go in there and do anything. I just went in there because it was a bit Blair Witch and scared myself. <laughs> yeah. I actually had my girlfriend go on that tr- trip to that spot, and I kind of didn't mention to her there's no facility to go on to. <laughs> did you have to build her a porta potty out of wood? No, she just did it like most of us. We just, you hold it until you get down to the diner the next morning. There's nothing better than a shit in the woods. 
It's actually, it's actually quite nice when there's a chill there. breeze. <laughs> a little chill breeze. Oh, to your, keep your undercarriage, yeah. Depends yeah. if there's snow on the ground or not, and it gets a bit chilly. Covers up, Gregor. That's true. That is true. It's easier to bury. Yeah. In a foot of snow. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Sorry, you want to talk about shit? Okay. <sighs> no, I don't think so. But that Probably mean, not great for the younger listeners. That's... <laughs> I mean, that's all the beauty about the AD of Hairman and what it means to like ADD for us. It's the easiest, quickest spot to just to escape the city. But we travel all over the place. We do. What's that then seems your to be our favorite go-to. tour, Colin? Ooh, pause. Uh, do we mean tour in general or with ADV? I think either or. Are we talking specifically about ADV or bicycle tour? You can say whatever you want. want. Fair question. I don't know. I would have to say, definitely, me cycling all the way to Montreal with two other ADVers, but it was not going to happen. It was supposed to not happen because you bailed because you were moving out. Anna was already was moving out, supposed to bail. Chris bailed. No. A bunch of other people have bailed, and so it was, was going to be me <laughs> and this other guy, Rob, who came once on a trip and has not been on them. And I was like, I don't really want to just go with one guy or one person that I don't really know very well because you need that kind of mm. uh, rapport with them. But you also need to know that they're not going to be like that. The night before, yeah. I helped Anna move into her apartment or move her shit out, and basically guilt tripped her into coming <laughs> a day later. She didn't come up with the the day we actually left, but she took the train up because it took us a whole day to get like the the Poughkeepsie. She took the train up and then went because she was like unemployed, right? So she had like the whole time to actually do it. So she had no excuse. So wait, where were you camping the first night? We went to Fonsac uh, State Park. So she went to Cold Spring. We no, we actually met her because we started riding a bit early in oh, Poughkeepsie. Oh, oh. So we went, okay. rode through Poughkeepsie, met her, right. and continued on. And then then there was you know the three of us, and that was wonderful. I think more so because we did it Labor Day weekend week. And so everything was booked, and there's a bunch of tourists. And so, leading up to that, we didn't do any planning. There was no planning at all. We just had to fly by our cedar pants every single night. Where are we going to stay? What can we go? Rob didn't want to do stealth camping or anything illegal, so we had to find some spots. So we basically reached out That's to complicated RV guys, campsites, yeah. which are expensive. They do like thirty to fifty dollars a night for a camp spot at like RV campgrounds. But we did that for like a couple nights in a row. Because they're the only spots open to go do it, which was great. Because one time, oh, that should be our favorite. My favorite trip was the, Chris. You and I went to Centralia, and we had a wonderful four Easily day, four, four day, time. four day trip and stuff. But the the last night we were traveling, uh, you and I ate shit on a bridge. Uh, not for dinner. It was mm-hmm. it was rain. It was rain. basically for dinner. <laughs> basically dinner. <laughs> It was raining that day, and we went across this metal-graded bridge. Oh, shit. Oh, how did, how did we get here? Yeah. No, no, Never, we, ever ride across a metal-graded bridge. We had a few of those on the way. Yeah. I'm, 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 in the rain, like, they're just, like, ice. RV campground, that's why. So we were going across this bridge. You fall down in front of me because you're on a track bike, bike backing. It wasn't because I was on a track bike. It was because Slippery. I came at the bridge at an angle, yeah. didn't realize it was going to be so slippery because... Well, I was new at it, and I had 25C slicks. 
Yeah. Um, so I have to shit. slow down or just ram into the back of your head. And as I do... Well, you did both. <laughs> as I do both, I, I go down. down. Yeah. I go down. We both just agonizing pain for yeah. the next 10 to 15 minutes. There was a, a five-minute window where I thought we might have to have an ambulance. Yeah, we might have broke something. Yeah. Luckily, that didn't it happen. It wasn't clear. But the thing was that we couldn't go to the campsite we were planning going to, which was a state park, which we were going to originally just Why? go you're, camp. You're, you're, we lost too much time. We lost too much time, and it was getting dark. And at that point, I would have stayed in a hotel or paid for it because I was so beaten up. Yeah. But what happened instead was... We found an RV park not too far away, like five miles. We called them up. They're like, somebody canceled, you can take that spot. Because otherwise they're booked. Because it was Memorial Day weekend. For two little tents. I love it. Right. So you pay whatever. But we got hot showers that night. We got to camp out. And it also poured rain that night. But we arrived and we didn't have any beer or anything, I don't think. But our wonderful friend Bert made friends with some RVers. And we got a drink around a campfire. We had some whiskey. Oh, we had some whiskey, right. And we... Shared some of our whiskey with them, and they gave us uh, they gave us brownies and let us share their fire. So people in eastern Pennsylvania, we learned, are actually pretty great. So, so that was every a, single one we met, we got those rolling rocks on the that right. giant climb. So, so that that was one of my favorite tours too. So I'm I'm gonna give a quick overview, like from my perspective. Yeah, do so that like, one. We it was a three night four day four thing. Day. We took the train leaving. Uh, we took the train to Port Jervis and officially started our trip there. Bikes, you know, through the Delaware Water Gap and camped somewhere just outside of that, right? It, it was, was a hundred or ninety mi- ninety mile a day. Nine mile, uh, Nine, right. It was ninety miles a day in um So it was beyond the water gap. We we went well beyond the water gap. Yeah. For the first day. So it was me, Colin, Alex, and Bert. And Bert's the chain broke though. Right. Bert's chain broke. Did Alex... And I... Uh, yeah, it was a three-way thing, and I just watched. And I was on a breakless track bike. Uh, I gave yeah. really useful suggestions. I watched, yeah. Wait, just, wait it was a... What, oh. It was a three-way, and I watched. Yeah. Oh, um, I see. I did get that did the you, first time around. Did you have enough lube? <laughs> <laughs> For once mm. the chain was fixed. So the reason we were doing this trip... <laughs> what? The reason that we were doing this trip is because um, years ago, I heard about this place, Centralia, which is a modern... It's not even a ghost town anymore. It doesn't exist. Um, but it was a mining town in eastern Pennsylvania. And um, a, a coal seam caught fire in the 50s and ignited the coal beneath the town. And the short version what? is the, t- the town was you know, basically condemned by the state and everyone moved out. There so might wait, the town just exploded. No, there is a coal fire burning that will continue to burn for 150 to 200 what? more years. That's crazy. Yeah, so like... The, so it's just like smoke... The earth has raised and split and like oh. spewing steam and it's really otherworldly. It's That's very strange. amazing. Yeah, right. And there's houses and shit on top of it. Not anymore. They've all been torn down. Wow. Uh, but that was a that was kind of a slow, gradual process. So I had wanted That's to see this insane. place for like ten years, and finally, I you know after was it, was it as impressive as you thought it was going to be? No, because we came a few years too late. Right. Um, but it was still it was still pretty cool. Like I, I think the most interesting thing was um, this. I think is still on Google Maps. Uh, if you look at the highway, I think it's Route sixty one. Um, it used to go one direction. 
and, and Google still hasn't removed this, but it, it marks that arm of 61, or whatever the highway is, as destroyed. It specifically says, Old Route 61, parentheses, destroyed. And when you go there, it's colloquially called uh, Graffiti Highway because it's like spray painted all just, you know, just, just graffiti, you know, colors, just spray paint all over a highway that's, that has risen and split and used to have like steam spewing through it. It's a, it's a crazy place. So Was the ground warm when you touched it? We didn't find any of those spots. Okay. And what's, what's tricky about that is, I mean, it's a fire, right? So it moves. So some years it's in one spot, some years it's in another. Um, but it's still burning and will continue burning. just like put it out? They've tried. You should, you should read the history of this yeah. incident. It's very, What's very it called? What's the place called? Centralia. Centralia. Yeah. That's um, beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's, it's a very great story, strange Chris. thing. That's a good one. Yeah, that was so, a good so it was a great story. tour, I but that. I mean, there were, there were other wonderful things about it. Like, for example, uh, the town that, that most of the people that live in Centralia, uh, most of them moved to Ashland, which is 20 minutes, mm -hmm. 10 miles maybe, uh, from the old town. So when we were about to roll into Centralia, we stopped in this town. It's a, they're all coal towns. And we had a beer. We had, you know, pints that were $1.50. Burgers for like two bucks. <laughs> yeah, like... Insane. So it was just a one. How much do you tip for a dollar fifty pint? I don't know. Do you, do you tip a dollar? Because then you're tipping pints? like two thirds of the cost of the drink itself. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Ah, what we I tipped. would always give a buck a beer. But there was also buck like a, a cigarette yeah. machine in this bar. Like it's very twenty years behind. I remember when cigarette machines were in bars. <laughs> well, they're still there in Ashland. Twenty years. Oh, it's crazy. Two huh? pints for a packet of twenty Melbourne lights. 20, 20 more like the two, best ones. Two twenty two. That's what I <laughs> The best ones were the ones that would have the marble lights, but also the amber leaf for two pounds. So when you'd run out of money at the end of the month, get you could the get the rollies in. The rolling backy. Rolling backy. Who's next on their best tour ever? You. I don't know if I can follow Centralia. That's quite a nice one. Um, it's between two, I think. Probably the second or third big tour, and it wasn't ADV, but it was when I was in the UK uh, that I'd done was with my roommate at the time, Rachel, and we rode our bicycles from London to Amsterdam, which if you ever have the chance to do, I would highly recommend. We took the ferry at Calais, which cost £30, and we arrived in France and rode, I don't know, 20 or 30 miles to the nearest campsite. And we arrived at the gate all happy and ready to have our first night's sleep in France. And he said, no, we are full. <laughs> and so it's about six o'clock, it's starting to get dark. <laughs> and we were like, oh bugger, this is, we hadn't really, we didn't really have a backup plan at this point. <laughs> so looking on Google Maps and found a campsite over the border in Belgium. We were like, well, we're heading that way anyway. We'll ride the 50 miles and we'll get there. And we got there just as it was getting dark. And we knocked on the door of the bar of this Belgian campsite. And like, of course, come in, the kitchen's shut, but we'll put on some frites and you can sleep wherever you want, camp over there, sleep wherever you want. And it was four euros. Oh. And that was pretty much our experience of every campsite we encountered in Belgium. It was fantastic. What do you call people from Belgium? Flemish. 
the Flemish. They, I know, no, there's the a Flemish the speaking. Speak, they, there's, speak, there's, they speak. They're the, Belgians, and there's the Belgians, a Flemish speaking, yes, and then French the speaking. Belgians. They're fantastic. It was a be- it's a beautiful Amazing. country, and we spent three or four days. We were doing a very slow tour at that point. I had an old aluminium Cannondale CAD 8 with a, two heavy panniers on the back and rode about 40 or 50 miles a day. And we hit up Bruges, Ghent... Antwerp, Rotterdam, The Hague, and Amsterdam over a week. It's all and very flat over there, isn't it? It's all very flat, and there's no climbing, but there are headwinds. Was which... it boring, like, the, the riding, like, just flat? No, it was fantastic. The, the, it... it was all bike lanes. The views were spectacular. You're going along canals. It was very much like a pub lunch kind of bike oh, tour. You know, brilliant. you get up at nine... You have a very slow start. You ride for a couple of hours. You eat a lot, have a beer, cheese chat to some people, ride for a few more hours. This wasn't like an ADV style. We're doing distance and we're moving along. This was very much like a slow pace, chill tour. We're here as tourists. Let's drink beer. So that was my ride to Amsterdam. We arrived into... It was quite spectacular going through the Dutch countryside and then slowly getting through suburbia and then arriving in Amsterdam where as you ride along you're joined by more and more cyclists and the number of cyclists around you increases exponentially until you're in the center of Amsterdam and there's just bikes everywhere you and you're move. in the biking yeah. capital of Europe and it's great because everyone's looking at your bike and no one actually cares that you've got panniers because everyone does and it's it's quite fun so yeah that was good um so that was probably my best tour because the 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 best part about that whole thing was crossing borders on bikes. So arrive, leaving the UK, getting into France, going to Belgium, then Holland and others. Did, was there another country in the middle? I can't remember. No. But I don't think so. Maybe? No? No, there's not. Um, but crossing, when you cross a border <laughs> on a bicycle, it's the best experience ever. It's fantastic. Until you forget that you put your passport in your jersey pocket and put that in the laundry. But that's... <laughs> different story um, and then that is tied joint first with the Niagara Falls tour where we rode from Brooklyn to Canada and it was also up there on my list had a fantastic week of riding with a crazy group of people talk across about, the Catskills talk about the Lake Erie camp Finger Lakes campsite Lake Erie which one is not, not Lake, Lake Ontario not Lake Erie, I'm sorry the Erie Canal the Erie Canal so we oh. We managed to stay for... We didn't pay for a campsite every night for a week. We stayed in state parks where there was free camping. We stayed... And we got up to the Erie Canal towpath, which is an interesting place to ride along. People do the length of it. We did it for a day and a half. That was enough. It's flat. It's a canal. It's beautiful. It's great. And there's some good food. We camped out on a... Park next to the canal, yeah. and it's a town. It's a public. Park. It's a town with a public park next to the canal, and we got there, and there's some individuals, some people, and different kind of rigs and setups. A pickup truck with a tent behind it. A but this is the weird thing for RV. people from the east coast because, like, the idea of camping in a public park in a town sounds sketchy, especially if you're like from the northeast. That's just like you don't do that. But apparently, uh, this is common in the midwest like 
you can it's, just camp? It's common in the Midwest. So one of our group, Andrew, had done a Transamerica and had told us that this was common in the Midwest. Town parks have public camping. And I'd read, and which is why I'd known about this site, about the free campsites along the Erie Canal. So off we went and we stayed in it. And what at first felt like a very sketchy experience after we'd gone to the pub and come back to our tents felt fantastic and we all sat around the fire had a very nice evening and it turned out to be a lovely experience yeah so it was very good um and yeah and then we ended up crossing the border into canada and again crossing borders on bicycles is my favorite thing to do what about you brophy what's your uh favorite cycling trip favorite cycling trip um, I think, ah, uh, golly, um, but I th- I, I, there's two that are pretty well kind of documented and everyone sort of knows about them, or you lot know about them, so like, I'm not going to just talk about those, like, he's famous on YouTube, I did, you I did Japan, oh, Japan, not again, not again, hell. no, no, I'm not going to talk about Japan, I did Japan <laughs> last year with Eric and Bert, it was brilliant, there's a YouTube video if you're going to want to go and watch it. I also rode Such a um, Montreal in 2016, which was wonderful. But I think the one I'm going to talk about is the first trip I did um, with a bunch of uh, people from Spotify, where we put our bikes on a train from New York and went to a place called Bethlehem. Bethlehem? Do you know where Bethlehem is? It's in the Middle East, isn't it? No, not that Bethlehem. Oh, it's a little town of Bethlehem. Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then there's a place called Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe. Yeah. So we rode from Bethlehem. Pennsylvania. Yeah, we yeah. went through there. Yeah. This is the most random name town. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, and Yo, uh, eastern Pennsylvania is weird. Oh, my God. Is this where... Oh, my God. You so have... this, it's beautiful. Like, this, this is actually the first time I went to Oreo. So I had I'll two massive... Were there I had massive... There? No, I didn't see any houses uh, and coaches. But they are there. So I had massive panniers on the back. My friends had massive panniers on the back. They were, I had basically planned the route and they were following me. We were all total novices. I hadn't looked at the elevation at all. We hadn't, and it was like, we knew that there was gonna be a fork in the road at some point and one would be a, I think it was a 50 mile and the other would be a 70 mile. We got to this fork in the road and I remember turning around and saying to the three guys, do you guys want an adventure or do we, you know, are we going to press you out and go the short route? And everyone, yes, let's go on an adventure. And we cycled down this amazing, um, like river, like side pathway that was gravel all the way along. And then the last five miles was just like of a 75 mile ride. The first time you've ever been touring with as much weight as you could fit into two panniers. Oh my god, we got there at like must be midnight, and it was the last five miles was just uphill, like completely crazy. And the thing is, I had rooted to the wrong place, (laughs) so we got to we got in the middle of the night, we we were so tired, and then we got to this campsite, and it's like, Brophy, there's no campsite here, (laughs) and I'm like, oh no, so I phone them up, we're in the middle of this pitch black forest. I'm like, where are you? Like, and they answer the phone and they and tell they us, know. oh, it's like five miles around the road, around the corner. 
So we cycled around the corner. How did you describe to them where you were? I don't know. Like, I, can't, I don't even know how we're, we did it. We were in the forest just but, to the left like, of the big tree. I've, <laughs> I've got this amazing photo of the four of us, like, standing in, like, the, the shop where they sold chocolate bars and stuff, just, like, sweating and, like, Aww. looking so happy that we finally made it there. I think that was, that was my first experience of touring and my first experience of, like, always check the elevation <laughs> or, that's a good or lesson just, just, always check the elevation that is, that really is a really good don't lesson. expect yeah. it to be easy eastern pennsylvania is that, yeah 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 jim thorpe if you're gonna go around jim thorpe like just check the elevation yeah it's a good ride though okay wait colin colin did you do your he did yeah, did mine. yeah. yeah. so he started off. is that the end of our podcast so if yeah. you'd like to ride up grades you can't handle or cross borders on bikes join adv we'll see you there yeah, yeah. any any sign off from colin uh, yeah Chris? words of wisdom thanks for listening yeah, everybody good. Yeah. I, I hope you enjoyed it uh we'll probably do another one of these in a few weeks or months Probably tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Next episode, our favourite bits of gear. Richard gear. Alright. Thanks for listening.